Hi, Pat. How are you? Oh, I am perfect. <laughs> good, and you? Good, good. How are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm really great. I, good, You know, good, I'm, good. I'm just looking for a new credit card, one that I can max up, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You okay. know, so we can get that going. Hey, uh, how many times do you use your credit card a week? The average is about 10 times for most people, 40 times a month. But every time you do, you're helping banks, big banks, contribute money to leftist causes like La Raza and Planned Parenthood and Black Lives Matter and Acorn. And believe it or not, some people are still giving to the Clinton Foundation. So here's what you can do. There is a parallel economy that is developing, and there is a new credit card out called the Coin Card. C-O-I-G-N. Coin, as in the way you spell sovereign at the end. I don't know if that helps you. (laughs) Um, the The Coin Card is America's only conservative credit card, and it gives you freedom to support the causes that match your values. Coin offers unlimited cashback rewards, world class theft, fraud protection, and the ability to align your dollars with your values to learn more and apply for a coin credit card go to coin c-o-i-g-n c-o-i-g-n dot com slash blaze that's coin.com slash blaze also you can go to coin.com slash disclosures for more information coin.com slash blaze Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Monday. Oh, I'm so happy it's Monday. It means we get to go to work for five more days. And if we're really lucky, six. Oh, I love Monday. Uh, we've got a, a great show for you uh, coming up in just a second. Stand by. A lot of news. Also, news on Oppenheimer. And I really, really want to hear from anybody who saw Barbie because I am i don't trust the people who went to see Barbie and said, Oh, it was fabulous. I laughed. I cried. It became a part of me. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, if you didn't do that, Oppenheimer... But we have a ton of news on the Bidens, new news on Fox News, unfortunately, and so much more. Stand by. 60 seconds we begin. Cynthia wrote in about her last experience with uh, Relief Factor. She said, last night I was able to sleep through the night without waking up from pain and cramping from my right hip and leg. It's almost the end of my second week of taking Relief Factor, and this was the first time I have felt genuinely hopeful that my life will go back to normal. Gosh, that is so exciting, Cynthia. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're getting your life back. If you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. It it changed my life. 
I don't know if I would still sit behind this microphone if I hadn't have started taking Relief Factor. The three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack, not a drug, developed by doctors, and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Ah. Well, hello, Pat. Pat's going to be filling in uh, for, um, um, yeah, Stu. what's his name? I mm-hmm. can't even this remember. Week. Yeah, Stu. Stu. Mm-hmm. That is. Who is. Uh, was, let's just leave it at innocent until proven guilty. And then let's move on. Um, so, uh, so, Pat, last mm-hmm. week, we were having a problem uh, getting our audio book up uh on the uh up on the website so right. you know uh, a- amazon and audible just uh, i don't know is this a trusted source and so we didn't get our audiobook up now we also didn't have kindle until last week which is weird because that's mm-hmm. never happened to us before uh today i can safely tell you that uh the audiobook is up and it is very funny it is re- i know it's not a funny book per se but I just it's my book. So I read it the way I wanted to. Uh, and there's a lot of additional stuff uh, in the audiobook, and you can download it now. Now, here's a new development. We can't figure out why Target is not selling the book. Uh, I mean, blowback, a warning to save democracy from the next Trump. A purely political book is allowed to be sold in their stores, but, hmm. but not my book. Uh, you know, they did this uh, with uh, Mark Levin, but Mark's book is in there. They also have Cast, a highly partisan book. How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. Oh, my I gosh. I think that's Oh, a, my. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Blowback. Now, blowback is, is especially important because it was released on July 18th, 2023, a week after our book. So they can't make the argument that our book is, uh, you know, just new and eventually will be in stores. And, um, you know, Ron DeSantis's book is there. What is it? Mm. What is it about? I mean, The Great Reset was the number one book in America when it launched. Uh, the print version of Dark Future was number two. It would have been number one had we had all the other sales. But gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. We just couldn't get the Kindle book out. And we, we mm. just couldn't get the audio book. And uh, I don't believe we even. I don't even think um, Amazon even was doing pre-sales for those two. But that's it. Wild so coincidence. why is it that. Why is it. No reason for Target's team to think Dark Future won't sell. Uh, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe they would just want to put them in the deep red parts of the country, but that's not happening either. The only explanation is there's something about this book that they don't like. I wonder Mm. what that could be, Target. I wonder what that could be. Is it the system that's making you put, uh, you know, tucking bathing suits in? Whose book would sell better, uh, Glenn Beck or Ibram X. Kendi? Hmm. Uh, how many number one bestsellers does Kendi have? Um, I'm 
guessing. That isn't not really that forced many. on you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. even if it is, still, who's going to go buy that book? And and it's available. It's available at Target. If you, if you want to go into the store, you get that baby yeah. today. Very exciting. I guess it's just another reason not to go to Target. I mean, I'm, yep. I'm, There's a lot I'm fine with it not being in Target, quite honestly, because um, I'm not going into Target, and I don't recommend anybody do go to Target. Um, but uh, it's interesting. I'm, I'm wondering, Costco, Sam's Clubs, are you seeing it everywhere? It is the number two book in the country. Uh, you should be seeing it everywhere. I got an email from somebody who said it was in like the political section, not in the bestsellers, in the political section, and it was hidden. Mm. I saw the I saw the video of the. It was crazy, just crazy. By the way, if you want to buy a book and you don't want to buy it, and you want to buy it online, and you don't want to buy it from you know Amazon or something like that, go to bookshop.org. Bookshop.org. These are the independent mom and pop places, uh, and uh, you can buy the. Mm. Uh, the book at bookshop.org. <sighs> okay, now that we got that out of the way. Hey, Sarah, do we have another clip from uh, the audiobook we can play here? Okay. The, the audiobook, uh, let's just say, let's just say I, it, it, it took me 20 hours, I believe, to read from start to finish. Uh, and uh, there were times when I was a little sleepy. There were times that, well, let me just say, um, we didn't correct things. If I, you know, if I said something wrong or, you know, we, we corrected it. But, you know, last week I played a clip where I was doing a voice like this. Listen, this is what's happening. And then about halfway through, I found out that the guy was actually a woman. And so we just kept going. <laughs> uh, here's another clip from the audiobook. Americans have become so used to having their data collected that they've stopped keeping track. Millions of users per day now willingly sign up for free services, email accounts, and applications that are constantly curating data about how we live our lives. As a result, the level of data collection that has been developed since the birth of the Internet is staggering. Every minute, more than 450,000 tweets are sent on Twitter. 46,000 photos are shared on Instagram. 4.1 million users watch video on YouTube. 156 million emails are sent, including 103 million spam emails. Think of that. 103 million instances of spam per minute. That's a whole lot of Nigerian princes in desperate need of some donations. Facebook, the world's largest social media platform, has 1.5 billion active users each day. There are 18 million weather forecasts requested from the Weather Channel every 60 seconds, and more than a trillion new digital photos are taken every year. On search engines such as Google, DuckDuckGo, Microsoft's Bing, and if you're really still living in the past, Yahoo.com apparently is still a thing. Five billion searches are made every 24 hours. 65 billion messages are sent each day on Meta's WhatsApp service. Okay, that wasn't really funny, but it was interesting. It was, uh, that is in the part of the book where we're talking about how much information everybody has on each of us. They are going to know us better 
than ourselves. If, if you saw the episode of Black Mirror with the uh, social credit score, oh, that was so yesterday. That is absolutely happening. Um, we need to get a we need to get a guy on or or a woman could be a woman could be a woman. Hey, it could be somebody who identifies as a dragon as well. But we need to get somebody on uh, that reads all of these uh, agreements. You know that we all just like eh, I sign uh, because there's a new black mirror out that talks about how they can uh, take things from your life and you know turn it into a tv show and uh i i don't think they have that ability uh yet but i wouldn't put it past them to put that in there and be like well you know well, well you know maybe someday and all of us just go click and agree what rights have we given away to these giant corporations by the way uh the border patrol chief uh, was relieved of command the same day he testified in front of Congress. It, I mean, huh. And <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that weird. And yeah, that weird. And here's something, some good news for you. Greg Abbott, uh, his operation to halt the illegal immigrants and the weapons and the drugs coming into the United States through Texas. Did you see what they have stopped so far with Operation Lone Star? Uh, no, I have no. We've got a count of that already. Yeah, yeah. This is just Operation Lone Star. More than four hundred and twenty-two million lethal doses of fentanyl. Wow, four hundred and twenty-two mm. million lethal doses of fentanyl. This is from the Texas <laughs> side, just stopping it. The apprehension of 394,200 illegal immigrants. The uh, suspension of uh, the uh, illegal immigrants. This is just since the uh, launch of Operation Lone Star, which is, has been what? A, mo- a month? Yeah, Maybe not two very months? long. Mm. Uh, has more than 31,300 criminal arrests. More than 29,000 felony charges. Uh, fight against fentanyl. The border enforcement uh, took 422 million legal doses of fentanyl during the border mission. This is just them filling the gaps, you know, and, and also uh, probably, you know, closing the, the gates back up. There are so many things that this administration is doing to us now that are are so in incredible it's clear all they're trying to do is destroy us it's so clear everything for instance uh let me see there's a the biden health plan um democrats seem unable this is from uh, the washington examiner democrats seem unable to bear the thought americans would want to use health insurance plans that the Biden administration doesn't favor. President Biden this month proposed a new rule that would throw thousands of people off insurance rather than keep the plans that they have chosen. Oh, you're going to keep the plan that you want if you like it. The proposed rule uh, is uh, should not be allowed to take. Biden says he is cracking down on junk insurance by limiting allowable options for sometime policies uh, the uh, Biden nanny bureaucrats call it junk 
It's insurance for 1.5 million people now, 3 million since 2018. These people have chosen it as the best option for their needs. The short-term health plans provide an attractive, less costly option, especially attractive to younger, healthier people. They may not cover every health benefit that the Biden commissars want to force all of us to buy, but that shouldn't be the government's concern. If a person buying insurance is 25-year-old man or a 50-year-old fit woman, why should they be forced to pay for coverage of breastfeeding equipment and birth control or for pregnancy, maternity, newborn care or rehabilitative services? Analysts say short term plans save customers 50 to 80 percent in monthly premium cost or about five thousand dollars a year. There are plenty of young, healthy workers that can make uh, this payment and it will make a huge difference. Whether for making payments or for a new home or avoiding debt, affording healthier eating habits, whatever it is, here Biden wants to deny them that option. So what is that? What is that other than impoverishing people and taking away every other option? Mm -hmm. It's if you like your health care and you like your doctor, you can keep it as long as we like it, too. It's if they don't like it. And Obama did the same thing when when he was in office. If we don't like it, though, sorry, you you can't have it. It's really um, uh, remarkable. I'm I'm just we'll go down the list of things that are happening today. I want to take you to uh, San Francisco and uh, and to another employee that lost their job just because they wanted to stop some shoplifting at the store. Mm. What's happening makes no sense and i'm going to explain it to you in the way you will clearly understand because your mom and dad probably said it to you we'll do that in 60 seconds stand by american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org Mortgage rates are in the sixes right now. Not great, but that's not as high as most people think. When you consider your average credit card debt rests in the 20% range, the picture becomes clearer. So what if you refinance your mortgage at a low rate and pay off that credit card debt? This is the kind of thing that American financing specializes in, helping people just like you find some financial freedom. Now, it's not right for everybody, and I want to make sure it's right for you. Do your own homework. American Financing is a family-owned mortgage company that's really in it for you, and they're saving people like you an average of $700 a month. Please let them do a free mortgage review for you today, and they can show you all the ways you could be saving and how much you could be saving. If you get a mortgage refi, for instance, you could consolidate all of that credit card debt into something low interest. And you could be ending up uh, being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. The call is free and there's no obligation. So start your savings journey today. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So we are now not allowed to buy the insurance that you want to buy. And what does that mean? Well, it means everybody's insurance is going to go up. The insurance that Biden is now trying to stop 
slowed the inflation on health care, uh, which I don't know if you noticed, is completely out of control. Everything the government tries to fix, they break. You cannot ask the person who broke the device to fix it. It is a uh, it's just an exercise in futility. They don't understand it. That's why they broke it. They cannot fix it. You need to go to new people. Let me let me show you a couple of things. First, strive at home yesterday, friend from uh, Great Britain, and uh, he said uh, uh, we had a we had a deer attack our truck on the way out. Usually. You know, you could hit a deer. Deer are everywhere here, and so you have to be very careful. And instead of us hitting a deer, a deer hit us. It, we, we were driving by, and it hit the back of the, the truck. And we stopped, and the deer stood up and just kind of like shook it off and like, and then ran off. Um, and we were talking about, I said, the damage to the car doesn't look so bad. I hope he's okay. Uh, and my friend said, you know, we'd have to have this examined if we lived over in Great Britain. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, oh, you if you have damage to your car, you have to fix it. Otherwise, you can be in trouble. And I said, any kind of damage? He said, eh, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, he said, you get hit and you get a ding. He said, every year we have to go have an ex- inspection. And he said, if you have any rust on your car, it has to be fixed. And I said, any rust on your car? What business is it of the government? He said, it's none of their business. But we don't understand what you understand. We, we still live under the government knows all, and we do what the government says we have to do. Okay, I don't want to live that way. And we'll tell you about some things that are coming your way that will really enforce it. But let me just give you maybe one or two stories here. San Francisco business owner goes ballistic on city leaders after he is assaulted by a homeless man urinating in the street. He said, I just got punched in the effing face right now by a guy who was pissing on the street. And now I'm pissed. Uh, I can't believe I live in a city where people can just piss on the street, come punch you in the face and get away with it. The guy ran off. They're probably not going to find him. I am fed up with this city. It's uh, like I, uh, I can't just be outside and I can't run a business without getting punched in the face. I'm pissed off, really pissed off. So what happens to children when you don't punish them? Do they get better or do they get worse? Why do our parents always say before they spanked us or discipline, please don't make me do that. I really don't want to do this. Why? The Glenn Beck Program. More on that in just a second. Let me tell you about our sponsor uh, this half hour. This half hour, we're uh, brought to you by MyPillow. Great, great way to celebrate Mike Lindell's 20th anniversary. His My Slippers, they're tremendous. Do you have a pair of My Slippers, Pat? Mm, no. <gasps> I do not. What? 
I need to get some, but oh, I'm, as of now. Oh, get, they're 25 bucks right now. Mm. You will love them you because you're claustrophobic and you mm-hmm. don't want things on your feet and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you don't like <laughs> tie shoes and everything else. You've been like a little kid ever since I've known you. I got to take off my shoes. I'm inside now. <laughs> uh, but these my slippers are so comfortable and you can wear them outside. I mean, I've been wearing them at the ranch. Probably not the best place to wear them, but I've been wearing them out doing work outside. They are great. MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. See all of the specials, including the slippers. Just click on the radio square. Type in the offer code BECK. Offer code BECK. MyPillow.com or call 800-966-3117. Don't forget to use the promo code DUMPFOX for $30 off your subscription at BlazeTV.com. Welcome to the program. It's uh, Glenn and Pat. Stu is, I'm just, let's just, innocent until proven guilty. We'll leave it at that. Tell you more later. Uh, it should be, I mean, he was, uh, he's, I mean, he's unavailable right now, but I think the attorneys will have this all cleared up and he'll be back tomorrow. Um, a Lowe's employee was fired from her job for attempting to stop shoplifters trying to steal over $2,000 worth of merchandise in Georgia. Now, let me, let me say this. I really would like to bring to you with the understanding that there are two kinds of people in America. There are the kind of people that create good things in America and those that enable really bad things to happen in America. Donna Hannesborough previously worked at the Lowe's store in Rinson, Georgia. It was uh, last week, I think. No, it was four weeks ago. It was in June 25th. The then employee attempted to thwart a shoplifting attempt. Three suspects reportedly loaded up a shopping cart with merchandise and exited the home improvement store with the stolen items. The police department said in a statement, Lowe's employee, Donna Hasborough, uh, Hansborough, attempted to stop one of the subjects by grabbing the shopping cart. She did not at any time make contact with any person. The cart that Donna grabbed was in the possession of a subject, Taika Berry. After Donna grabbed the cart, Berry struck Donna in the face three times, causing Donna's right eye to swell and blacken. The police department identified the other two shoplifting suspects as Jamar Lawton and Joseph Berry, the uncle of uh, Takea Berry. Police say... They had arrested Lawton, but are still searching for the uncle and the niece suspects. Authorities say that trio stole merchandise worth $2,100. Police said Lowe's fired Hansborough for attempting to stop the theft, which violated the company's policy against intervening with shoplifters. Hansborough had worked for Lowe's for 13 years. They say if you see somebody stealing something and taking it out the door, not to pursue, not to go out. I lost it. I grabbed the cart. I don't actually remember going out, but I did. And I grabbed the cart that had stolen items in it. I just get, t- I just get tired of seeing things go out the door. I just lost it. Thank you. 
I, I want to get her on the air. Uh, Sarah, can you ask one of our producers, see if we can get Donna on the air? I would really like to talk to her because that is who we should be. You can't have these companies that are just saying, yeah, just let them go. If you let them go, it's only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. What one generation tolerates, the next generation embraces. So what does that mean as it gets worse and worse? Do we still happen to have the uh, video from San Francisco uh, from the mall uh, last week? I think it was in Friday's uh, stack of stuff. Uh, it, it is it's amazing. The one of the biggest malls in San Francisco, right down by the harbor, beautiful mall, ghost town, absolute ghost town. This guy took on YouTube. He just took a tour of it and showed empty, 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 not a soul in the place. There was like one. I think it was a nail salon in it. And it's got a Hyatt Regency attached to it. It, it was a, it was a really nice place. Uh, now it's just so dangerous. Nobody can nobody can do anything. What do you suppose Lowe's, your policies lead to? You either have to work for companies that get this. And if your company is this far off the base, they are part of the problem. They will only increase the danger in your neighborhood. If they don't, if cops, I mean, not cops, if uh, robbers just feel they can get away with anything and nothing's going to be done, you will be ruled by the worst kind of people, whether they're in office or just ruling your streets. It's, it's insane. And everybody who is doing it, every person that is in a city and it's happening to you, you have to stand up. You have to stand up to your city council. You have to stand up to your mayor or your governor or whoever's launching this garbage. Ugh. Otherwise, we're going to lose it all. Uh, and that's why... How many businesses have moved completely out of San Francisco now? It's been, I mean, this was months oh. ago. It was at least two dozen. And I think it's way more than oh, that. Oh, it's now. more than that. Yeah, I think it's oh, way more it's than Oh, it's like that. Nordstrom's is gone. The big stores are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, try to get medicine from a CVS, gone. It just get, they can't handle the theft anymore. And that's why you see, you see so many convenience stores or stores in downtown San Francisco locking everything up uh you there's nothing you can go buy at at uh at a convenience store in san francisco anymore uh, without the employee coming in and locking that area because people just so come bad. in and steal it all so bad i, I went to a cvs or a Dwayne reed when i was in uh new york last time uh i think it was around christmas last year and it was insanity you, there were employees that had keys mm -hmm. for every single row. And if you wanted something, you had to wait for the guy with a key to get into that row. And it was like toothpaste. Yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, it, was like, it was like a prison pharmacy. It was crazy. How much has that hampered their business, too? I mean, the sales have to go down a lot because of that.
And nobody wants that. Well, you're not just you're not just grabbing stuff off the shelf. You know, you know, uh, there's right. there's there's anything that you're like, I don't know. I'll give that a try. That's over. Mm-hmm. You go specifically for what you're looking for. Hey, an update for you. On Friday, we brought you the exclusive that Fox News Corporate had a program that matched donations to charities like uh, Planned Parenthood, the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Satanic Temple. They were matching 100% donations to the Satanic Temple and others. Uh, my producer, Ricky, saw it with her own eyes via a video tour from a whistleblower inside, spoke with three sources inside of Fox to confirm. We showed you the evidence in the screenshots and then did our due diligence and asked Fox, why would they match donation to charities that hate Fox News and go against their audience's values? Would it be a would it really be a shame uh, for you if they were using Fox Nation subscriber money? To match donations to these charities. We also asked them why Billy Graham's Evangelicus, uh, Evangelicus, <laughs> Evangelical Association was not eligible for donation matching. Uh, maybe it had to do with a DEI-like donation policy, or maybe it was just a glitch. We don't know. We started our investigation on their portal. There uh, has been an update now showing that an invitation to Billy Graham charity had been sent to join the Fox Giving program. Now, that's curious because that makes you understand that groups like the Satanic Temple are not auto loaded, it seems, into the Fox Giving portal by third party apps. If invitations to join the portal are being sent, we can't confirm the little mystery there because they never got back to us, even though we have uh, haven't really heard a peep from Fox. Our source noticed a pretty big update over the weekend on Wednesday night. We pulled a screenshot from the portal where we could see on the screen how the Satanic Temple was eligible for 100 percent donation a match from Fox up to $1,000. We showed it to you on Friday's broadcast. You're seeing it now if you're watching The Blaze. By Sunday morning, the Satanic Temple was still in their Fox Giving portal, but you can see it's no longer eligible for donation matching. Oh, so now just the (laughs) Satanists that want to give, they can give. We'd like to know. We've reached back out to Fox to ask, and we'll keep you updated uh, if we hear anything back or see anything change. This is incredible how far Fox has fallen. Thus, the dump Fox uh, promo code, perhaps, where you get $30 off your subscription. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Here's one thing we don't do. We don't uh, give money to Planned Parenthood or Verizon uh, or, or, uh, or the Satanic uh, Temple, the Satanic Temple. Yeah. 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 We don't we don't do that. And so yeah. you won't I don't give anything to going the Southern to Poverty. Huh? That's no, weird. Uh-uh. weird. No, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. Isn't that discriminatory? Um, you know, Glenn? Isn't that discriminatory? Hmm? Isn't that a little bit discriminatory? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I have what's called a discriminating taste. <laughs> you know, it used to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're like, oh, I don't know. It's my money. I want to mm-hmm. put it to the right place. Let me think about it and use some discrimination to say Satan, God, 
Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with God. I'm going to go wow. with God. And, okay. You know, and it's hard because Fox News is so much, much bigger than I am. Uh, so they got a lot of money going to that satanic temple, <laughs> which, by the way, I am so done with people saying, oh, they're not really Satanists. <laughs> what would you expect a Satanist to say? Going to tell you the truth? We don't really, yeah, we're, we're not really Satanists. We just do that, you know, and we say that and, you know, put Satan statues around, around <laughs> you know. Uh, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's provocative, you know, it's provocative and, uh, you know, gets people to think, does it? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, you know, uh, sure, 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 sure. We've gone to court, uh, to, uh, try to, uh, force New Mexico to, uh, uh, you know, give us, uh, give us the, the go ahead on the, uh, ritualistic abortion ceremony that we do. Uh, but that's you know, nothing that, to do with he, Satan, he, though, that's right? Not, no, nothing to do with no. Satan. No, no, we're just ritualistically killing a baby. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that do that, you know, <laughs> that, that aren't connected to Satan. Um, can't think of any right now. Uh, but uh, did you see the Gallup poll that shows that uh, belief in God is down to 74 percent in America now? And uh, and they did five spiritual entities. They did God, hell, heaven, uh, angels, and the devil. 74% believe in God. Only 58% believe in the devil. I, I, how is that possible that there's not... You, if you believe in well, one, wouldn't you... Exist. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, it does not exist. <laughs> exactly. Everybody says that uh, the devil exists. They uh, have no idea what they're talking about. Just a guy with a deep voice mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. points on his head, but other than that, no, nothing to it. That hurt. Uh, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins. They're on a mission to help families learn from history, and they're doing that in the best way they know how with amazing books. Amazing books for kids of all ages to teach about the history of our nation. If we can just understand the stories and the ideas that make America so special, we'll know how important it is to preserve our freedoms. Most textbooks don't teach these ideas to kids, but the Tuttle Twins, their history books do. They're amazing. Kids love them. They come away with a real appreciation of the ideas that make America special. The 4th of July is past now, but there's still no better time to learn about our independence. To celebrate the release of their new book, the Tuttle Twins are giving one family vacation getaway to visit the historic sites around Boston. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Order the book and get official information and official rules for vacation getaway. It is TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Order the book. Get the giveaway details. No purchase is necessary to enter for the giveaway. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome, Pat Gray, filling in for... uh, uh, It's shameful when you find out about it, but innocent (laughs) until proven guilty. Uh, he'll be back, I'm sure, tomorrow. It's no big deal. So, mm-hmm. um, Pat Gray joins us, uh, sitting in mm-hmm. for uh, Stu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How uh, are you doing? 
Oh, yeah. I'm I'm good. Did you did you see Oppenheimer yeah. over the weekend? I did not. No, nah, I didn't either. I but, really want to. But uh, I've heard it's great. It's great, and a lot of people apparently went to both Barbie and Oppenheimer. That's why it was a Barbenheimer weekend. Uh, but they but they said <laughs> they said see Barbie first because Oppenheimer is going to stick with you. Wait, the Barbie movie doesn't stick with you? That is a, <laughs> that's a stunner to me right there. Right. <laughs> I would think you'd be thinking right. about that for days or weeks afterwards. I I talked to my daughter who said uh, my second <laughs> oldest daughter who said she went with uh, she went to it Barbie and she said she like was so moved by it and like she cried up and i'm like okay well really? i mean she's my she's my wokest huh? child yeah okay she's not woke yeah. but she's yeah she's on that road mm-hmm. and uh and so i thought oh it's got to be something like yes i am a woman and i'm not plastic it has to be something <laughs> like that i know it has to be uh, it, it probably brings back memories of you know playing with barbies and whatever being I, a kid. I, I guess yeah being a yeah. kid yeah. yeah, but I can't I imagine know. basing a two-hour Mario. Movie on that. I know when the Mario Brothers, uh, you know, they did their movie. I wept mm-hmm. like a little girl. <laughs> did just you? Wept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure I would have oh, too had my. I gone to the movie, but uh, yeah. somehow I missed it. <laughs> Dang it! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Darn it! Shoot, you would have wept like a little girl too. Oh yeah. Um, although, uh, what's her name that plays Barbie is. Yes. Really good. Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. She's really good. And so is, uh, you know, Ken. Yes. Whatever his name is. Ryan Ryan Gosling. Yeah. You don't yeah, even yeah. know. Yeah. You don't even know who Brian Gosling is, do you? No, I do. I do. He played in uh, uh-huh. The Notebook. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm wow. It. I'm that's it, like, not a safe from your <laughs> wife. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch The Notebook. That's hey, the man, only man. reason why you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Back in a second. You know, you really work hard for the money that you earn. And if you're like me, when you have an opportunity to spend that money, you'd prefer to spend it on things that are made here in America, made by people who hold your same values. It's not just patriotic. It's a quality thing. And traditionally, things that are made here in America last longer, work better, set the standard for the rest of the world. That's one of the reasons I love partnering with a company like Grip6. This is a a startup company, Grip6. They started making wallets and then belts and wanted to make everything themselves in America and using all American sources. If you buy their socks, for instance, everything comes from America. You're going to an American farm. They're growing the right kind of sheep. And then you cut that by Americans and you have it manufactured and washed and processed by Americans. And then another American company weaves it into socks. It's an American business owner. We have to really take care of those who have accepted the risk that comes along with only using American-made products and American labor. Check out GRIP6 today. GRIP6.com. Do it now. GRIP6.com slash Beck. Make sure you use the slash Beck and save. GRIP6.com slash Beck.
What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. There's a lot going on in the world, but there's also a, a lot that we can learn from social culture. Barbie, the Barbie movie is out and it broke all kinds of records. Oppenheimer didn't do as well, but still broke way past their expectations as a film. And remember, it's the longest, heaviest IMAX film ever made. The film itself weighs 600 pounds. So it's kind of a weighty movie and uh, can't keep filling them uh, the theaters up over and over again as fast as you can for things like Barbie. But I want to show you some things that we should learn from this in 60 seconds. Stand by. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is Relief Factor. Dealing with aches and pains in your everyday life can be so exhausting. Believe me, I... Uh, I think of all of the things that I could barely do just a few years ago and before I was introduced to Relief Factor. I'm sitting here in my studio up at the Standing Rock Ranch and where you can't really see in the background is my art studio up here. And yesterday I spent the day painting and uh, I couldn't have done that before. Not without Relief Factor. There is a solution to your pain. Please just try it. Try the three-week quick start. It doesn't work for everybody. But after three weeks, you'll know if it works for you. And if it doesn't, stop taking it. But 70% of the people try it, and they go on to order more. Three-week quick start, 1995. ReliefFactor.com. It's not a drug, so it's not going to whack you out. 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number 4, RELIEF. Feel the difference. All righty. So let's start with the movie Oppenheimer. And... And some of the things that will bring it to life. If you happen to be um, at the museum when we took it on the road here recently, and by the way, I'm uh, having meetings hopefully next month with uh, some companies that will help us take it on the road all next year so it can be seen all over the country. It is truly remarkable. And I want to just show you, uh, this was just one small section uh, of the World War II section, and it it revolves around everything that Oppenheimer did. Um, when we dropped the bomb, uh, we had no idea what it was going to do. We have now in the collection, and this was just um, purchased, so we don't have the physical object with me, and I can't give you the the full. Um, I can't read you the whole thing uh, because I don't have it yet. But it was a, a letter uh, to his mom and dad. Uh, he was the co-pilot of Enola Gay. He also was asked to keep a calendar, a, you know, a, a TikTok, if you will, minute by minute, what was happening. And I've read the original, and it is unbelievable. But let me give you the summary of it here because I don't have the original. Briefing at 2400, eating at 0030, 
mom and dad. We started engines at 0227. We taxied out and took off at 0235. We then got off the ground at exactly 245. At the last minute before takeoff, our cruising altitude had been changed, which means possibly a rougher trip. Starting out as an uneventful flight, he then continues to record as the bomb technicians make the final adjustments to the bombs. At 0320, items 1 through 11 were completed by Captain Parsons. In an echo of his hope to fly the mission and his resentment at being relegated to co-pilot, he says Colonel Tibbetts has been hard at work with the usual tasks that belong to the pilot of a B-29. As the hours count down, he begins to write, and now everything is in the dark. There, is, there are no lights inside the B-29. They don't want any indication that this plane is up. He begins to write everything in the dark, and you can see sometimes his handwriting is very slanted and goes into other lines. By, zero five, uh, by zero 0552, it's beginning to be real light outside. Then, climbing to 9,000 feet, we'll stay here until we're about an hour away from the Empire. Then the bomber makes a rendezvous with two other B-29s equipped with observation and photographic gear. Together, the three aircraft climb to an altitude of 30,000 feet. Everyone will be relieved when we have left our bomb and get halfway home. Better yet, all the way home. At 0730, he writes, we are loaded. The bomb is now alive. It's a disturbing and funny feeling knowing it's right in back of you. Now, at this point, Hiroshima has been identified as the primary target. Two secondary targets had also been selected in the event of unfavorable weather conditions. The two scout planes radio back information on the conditions, uh, you know, cloud conditions, etc., etc., over the targets. We just received a report that our primary is the best target. So we will make a run on Hiroshima. Right now, we're 25 miles from the Empire. Finally, the crews were in place, and it was time to execute the mission. Quote, there'll be a short intermission while we bomb our target. This was followed by a brief blow-by-below description of the bomb run, culminating in the detonation at 8.16.02 a.m. For the next minute, no one knew what to expect. The bombardier and the right seat jockey, or pilot Tibbs, both forgot to put on their dark glasses and therefore witnessed the flash, which was terrific. Fifteen seconds after the flash, there were two very distinct slaps on the ship. Then there was all the physical effects that we felt. We then turned the ship so we could observe the results, and there, in front of our eyes, was it, without a doubt, the greatest explosion man has ever witnessed. He then, on the paper, draws what he saw. Struggling for words at this minute, he finally continues, I am certain the entire crew felt this experience was more than any human had ever thought possible. It just seems impossible to comprehend. 
Just how many did we kill? I honestly have a feeling of groping for words to explain this. Or I might say, my God, what have we done? If I live a hundred years, I'll never quite get those few minutes out of my mind. That's from the co-pilot of the Enola Gay, the little boy mission, number one. We did it again. But we did something else before we dropped this bomb. Because of Oppenheimer, because they had seen it and they did not ever want it dropped. Harry Truman knew if we drop this bomb, it will mean that... uh, will probably come to an end of this war and it will actually save lives because the the uh, Japanese had been convinced by the emperor that we were savages and that we were worse than uh, their worst nightmare. And remember, they were, I believe, the Japanese in China were worse than the, the uh, Germans with the Jews. They were, they just slaughtered them in just such brutal, brutal ways. Um, They were just, they weren't people, just like the Germans didn't see Jews as people. But because Oppenheimer saw what could be done and all of the scientists involved knew the destructive power, they made Truman a deal. You can only drop this if... You warn the people. And so if you're watching Blaze TV, Pat will hold up. Uh, how many do you have? One or two? I have two. Uh, one, the okay. first one is the, uh, the planes dropping bombs on one side. So like a yes. photograph of that. Uh, and on the flip side of that are the words that they sent to the Japanese. So in other words... Uh, this is coming your way. And then they tell them what to do about it. Right. They say, we're, you're not our enemies. Uh, we're picking these 10 cities. And in the next 10 days, we will drop a bomb of more destructive power uh, than is imaginable. And please leave. You're not our enemy. Take food and water with you. We dropped 70 million on 10 cities before we dropped each bomb. 70 million leaflets. Nobody had ever done that ever in the history of the world. But nobody in the history of the world had ever seen anything like the atomic bomb. What else do you have there? Uh, It looks like a Japanese family on one side. Um, Yes. And and saying the same thing. Saying the same thing on the other side. Yeah. Telling them to get out. So we have out of dodge. Yeah. We have have several uh, of those... um, Uh, leaflets and that's not something i was ever taught when i was in school so we dropped the bomb and let me show you the first bomb in hiroshima we have do you have just regular coins these are just japanese coins Mm -hmm. so hold those up to the camera these are just just okay just normal coins yeah. Like three of them. Just teeny, teeny. Tiny. Yeah, they're like pennies or dimes. Smaller yeah. even than a penny. Um, yeah. So th- they were, that, those are the Japanese coins that would have been on somebody's desk or at a bank. 
but there was a stack of coins. Um, we don't know where, but there was a stack of coins at Hiroshima, all stacked up. When the when the blast hit, uh, it fused a stack of coins together. Mm-hmm. Maybe and there's ten of have, them are here, or fifteen, something like that, and they're yeah. all fused, and they're from the heat, all just fused and yeah, burned. We have show the regular marble. Uh, Pat, there was a marble at uh, Hiroshima, and that's the regular. It's just like a big Aggie, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't have an American flag in it, but uh, just a big Aggie. Now, this is the same marble that was within the blast site, and it has just been exploded from the inside. It's 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 a little bigger inside too, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Pat. Yeah, it's quite a yeah. bit bigger. And mm-hmm. yeah. And it just, uh, the heat just exploded it from the inside. It's crazy looking. Amazing. So Hiroshima didn't work, so we had to do it again. Little boy was mission number one. Fat man was number two. And we dropped leaflets. You've never seen the size of Jesse, uh, Jeffy. He's enormous. (laughs) He will kill everybody in the area. Um, oh, no, it was a different uh, fat boy. Uh, so <laughs> fat boy, we dropped over Nagasaki. What most people don't know is the history of Nagasaki. I'll give that to you in 60 seconds. Stand by. Sponsor of this half hour is Rough Greens. Thomas wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He says, I've got two Huskies, and I have to admit, I didn't expect much. I thought for sure this was a gimmick, but I'm a believer. I've been three weeks giving them rough greens for three weeks and their fur looks incredible and the excitement and the stamina is overwhelming. Yeah, if you have one of those little, I don't know if you want to give them rough greens. I mean, those kind of dogs are not the kind of dogs that I, I would hope to have a long life and in my house would have a very short life. But um, if your dog's already like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Giving them rough greens could be because it, it just reinvigor- it reinvigorates them. They are playing more. They're healthier. They're happier. Thomas, I had the same experience with uh, my dog Uno when he tried it, and he eats every meal now. It's a supplement devi- uh, um, devised and developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, and you sprinkle it on your dog's food. Uh, It's filled with vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. They're so confident your dog's going to love it, they have a special deal for you. They want you just to take a free trial bag of Rough Greens. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. You're going to love it. You get your first trial bag for free. Just pay for shipping. 833-GLEN33. 10 seconds, station ID. So I think one of the more incredible things we have in our collection, um, we have the Bombs Away uh, faceplate from the Enola Gay um, given to a gentleman from... Uh, Captain Tibbets years ago uh, and he described watching 
the light right above the bombs away. But we also have something from uh, Nagasaki. Nagasaki was the second city to be hit. Most people don't know Christianity was banned in Japan up until about 1900. Nagasaki was the hideout for Christians. Uh, it had become the underground Christian uh, area of Japan. And when they made it legal to be Christian, uh, they built a giant Catholic church, a, a, a cathedral there. That cathedral was only about a thousand yards away from ground zero. If you look for it online, you should, you should look for it. It is incredible. You look for it online. It is a massive cathedral. They were in prayer uh, and having mass at the time. Uh, and it was really pretty much completely vaporized. You can see where one of the towers kind of was, but everything else is just gone. There was a bell in the bell tower. It survived. And uh, it is now in the Remembrance Park in Nagasaki. And I believe they ring that bell uh, every year as a reminder. There was one other bell that survived that same church. And it's a lot smaller. And I'm doing our investigation on it right now. So we're not sure if this is accurate. But we believe this was... Uh, one of the communion bells. So when communion would be uh, served, it would be rung, the bells uh, would ring. And this is one of the bells. This is the only other bell that survived from that church. Can you read mm. what it says on it? Uh, Angelus Nagasaki. Yeah, and it's in Japanese on the other side. And it is uh stained they think from the blast would you hold it up and ring it pat yeah uh it doesn't have a ringer so oh did you guys take out the ringer uh i put the ringer in yeah no jp no get, go get the ringer would you and put it back in i know we don't want to ring it very often but i think it's yeah i think it's appropriate as we're talking about this mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. You know how to put that in there. This was, I've tried to get that bell for 15 years. Still rings, even after uh, having been through an atomic blast. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, the reason why I'm not holding these up or showing them or even in the room is we haven't had any radi radiation check on it yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, no, that so helps. I'm that sure, helps. Pat, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we don't actually, we have not done a Geiger counter <laughs> test. We just all assumed 
No, they're, they're these fine. things. We should. You're fine. <laughs> of course. What was it? They Who's always got said, a Geiger counter. You'd have to. You'd have to vacate the area for ten thousand years before things are not radiated yeah. anymore. It's been what seventy. Right. That's pretty close. <laughs> it's, pretty <laughs> it's pretty close. close. And we washed it. <laughs> you're wearing. You're yeah, wearing got clothes rubber on. gloves. <laughs> yeah. So. Stand so. up and look at your chair. Is there an x-ray burned into your chair? <laughs> <laughs> Big outline of my butt cheeks uh, on the chair. Yes. Uh, yeah. Isn't that great? That's... You know, it's, <sighs> what's so amazing is those of us who are older and grew up in the era of the Cold War and the bombing and, and everything else, and our, uh, my parents and grandparents remembered the bomb, there was a healthy respect for the danger of that kind of weapon now it just seems to be like hey they might use nuclear weapons and nobody seems to really talk about the grand effects of using a nuclear weapon it's a little disturbing maybe we should maybe we should take our kids to oppenheimer and uh, make sure they understand the ramifications the glenn beck program Would it surprise you to know that you've been doing this whole car thing wrong the entire time? Owning a car, oh sure, it's all fun and games. Until you put an eye out with it. It gets really expensive as the repairs come, which is usually right after the warranty expires. And then it's too late to do anything about it. And all laughing until somebody's running with a stick. CarShield can take that worry off your plate uh, because they offer affordable protection plans to fit every budget and cover more parts than ever before. And you're going to want them when those costly repairs are needed. Believe me. Uh, remember, they will happen. So count on CarShield to take care of you. When your car breaks down, you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement at no cost. Just lock in your price today, and it will never go up. CarShield, dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get CarShield like I have, 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. Lock in your price, it'll never go up. CarShield.com slash Beck. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9, Eastern Live, or anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I just got the translation of that leaflet. I want to read it mm. to you. This is the leaflet. We dropped 70 million of these leaflets uh, on the Japanese. And I said 10 cities. It's actually four cities we did it with. Read this carefully as it may save your life or the life of a relative or a friend. In the next few days, the military installations in four or more of the cities named on the reverse side of this leaflet will be destroyed by American bombs. These cities contain military installations and workshops of factories which, provi- which produce military goods. We are determined to destroy all of the tools of the military clique which they are using to prolong this useless war. Unfortunately, bombs have no eyes. So in accordance with the American well-known humanitarian principles, the American Air Force, which was, does not wish to injure innocent people, now gives you a warning to evacuate the cities named to save your lives. 
America is not fighting the Japanese people. It is fighting the military group, which has enslaved the Japanese people. The people which America will bring free the people from the oppression of the military and means uh, and mean the emergence of a new and better Japan. You can restore mm-hmm. peace by demanding new and good leaders who will end this war. We cannot promise you only these cities will be among those attacked, but at least four will be. Heed this warning and evacuate these cities. The list of doomed cities printed on the opposite side, uh, Amorari, uh, Hiroshima, uh, Ag- Agi, whatever, I don't know all these names, uh, Nagasaki, uh, underscored cities uh, were bombed with high explosives and incendiary bombs on the night of 28-29 July 1925. Um, then it goes on, uh, then it goes on to talk about our destructive power um, and what we are, uh, the bomb that we will be dropping uh, within the next 72 hours. I mean, we just Holy cow. Um, Systematic destruction will continue as long as you blindly follow your military leaders is placing you at the very brink of extinction. It is your responsibility to overthrow the military government and save what you have left of your beautiful country. We urge you to evacuate these cities. It's pretty. uh, It's pretty. Pretty incredible. Do you know Mm. anyone Anyone that has ever done this ever? No, no, that's pretty unheard of in the, in the midst of a war like this, when we were, you know, a little ticked off too at Japan, frankly, for Uh, sneak attack. A little. Yeah. Um, A little. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. But that, that all came about because of, of Oppenheimer and all of the scientists that saw the bomb and went, okay, that's really Mm -hmm. not good. Mm -hmm. Really not good. Do you remember when we grew up, I, when I said we should take our kids to Oppenheimer, I just, I had this, uh, I don't know how to say it, but a, almost a physical pushback from that. I, I was like, ooh, no, only because, do you remember those awful movies, Pat, that we used to have to watch? Yeah, in, we would have in like school? A, yeah. yeah. Where they, and it was Mm-hmm. All about the bombs and oh my gosh! Yeah, it was frightening. It was the terrifying. The seventies were kind of scary for kids because scary. They do the drill, you know. They and you'd get under your desk, <laughs> like the desk would protect <laughs> you from a nuclear explosion. When in reality, we we learned from Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, y- you needed an empty you need a refrigerator, refrigerator for that. <laughs> yes, you know you do. to really yes, be safe. You do. If they would have provided mm-hmm, us all with mm-hmm. empty fridges that we could get into, then you understand yeah. it. But under the desk, that didn't work. And I think even was the name as of the... kids, we knew that, right? I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when they showed the... I'm trying to remember the name of the turtle. What was the name of the... Te- Tommy the turtle or... Uh, anyway, they they mm. had this... The turtle thing for civil defense. And even I knew... The turtle is lying. Do you have a clip of that? Tommy Bird. 
Yeah. And cover. He did what we all must learn to do. You. And you. And you. And you. Be sure and remember what Bert the Turtle just did, friends, because every one of us must remember to do the same thing. Wow. That's what this film is all about. Duck and cover. This is an official civil defense film produced in cooperation with the Federal Civil Defense Administration and in consultation with the Safety Commission of the National Education Association. Produced by Archer Productions, Incorporated. Hey, Bert, <laughs> Duck come and on cover. out and meet him. Uh, he would come out and then he would see a flash and then he'd stick his head underneath a tortoise shell. And I was like, why don't you just make, why don't we make our desks into tortoise shells then? If that's the, <laughs> we're sitting under a desk, he's inside, we're mm-hmm. under it. Isn't the whole place going to be either vaporized or fall on us? And I don't think this stupid desk is going to be uh, helpful to keep the roof off of my body. No. no. Scary. At least we'd know where all the kids were. Oh, that smush there, uh, third row, second over. That's Glenn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, you know, it's real. It's. I think we're still in the. I mean, I think our kids are probably more freaked out now than we than were. Than we then. were. Oh yeah. And it was yeah. Because at least yeah. we were told, you know, the chances of nuclear uh, holocaust are slim. They're told that climate change is happening right now, and it's catastrophic. And if we don't completely change our way of life, we're all going to die. The Earth is going to, you know, go extinct with living things on it. It's, it's incredible. And that's why you have people Can like you Greta Thunberg. Oh, she's great. Uh, do, do you, uh, I mean, think of all of the things they have to deal with. Your kids are being told that life is going instinct, uh, instinct, instinct, extinct. Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. extinct. Thank you. Going extinct. Um, you are being uh, your kids are being told that there is no gender, mm-hmm. that sex is not about procreation. Sex is about fun. Um, so mm. you can explore anything. There is no truth. They're being told the traditional truths that we have had for thousands of years are garbage or dangerous. Mm-hmm. We're being told that the, the Constitution and the Declaration is dangerous. We're, they're, they're telling them that the, the cops are dangerous, that our country is falling apart. Yep. I mean, the capitalism what do they have to ha- is evil. Yeah, evil. Mm. What do they have to hold on to? Because even if they're a, a little, you know, warrior, it's never enough. It's never good enough. You're never doing enough. And they can turn on you at any time. I mean, what kind of childhood is this? It's a frightening one. And, and then we wonder why our kids are so troubled. Uh, take a look at what we're doing to them, what we're telling them all the time, every day. The fear-mongering, it's, it has to stop. It's not going to, but it, it needs to stop. Well, let me tell you a woman in Houston, because she's doing something about it. Um, 
she has been very, very upset about what is happening with Russia and the war in Ukraine. And um, so she just she was just online. And she's like, look, I'm I'm only and I may I quote her here. I'm I'm only a sexy girl in Ukraine, <laughs> but I want to volunteer and probably put out, she said. <laughs> so she has just hmm? probably though that's so not guaranteed she, probably uh, okay. no come uh, on yeah, she's right. discriminating <laughs> um and uh she she moved from houston mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. she's over there now in ukraine and she posts strip teases uh, during air raid sirens uh and photos with rocket launchers um so I mean, I think, you know, we there's somebody who's, you know, given her all and uh, I'm sure people appreciate it. Mm. Pat, you were thinking about doing that, weren't you? I was. I was thinking about it. My wife discouraged it. Uh, She said that wouldn't help. That really wouldn't help. And uh, that was a bit far, bit hurtful, frankly. It was. Know, it was. I wanted it was. to give my yeah. all, and she was like, no, that's not the way to go. I wanted to do the same thing, and uh, my <laughs> wife didn't try to stop me. She just vomited. Uh, and uh, so, anyway, uh, our sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. At a certain point, it is no longer surprising uh, when you hear the words, do you know what the company is doing now? Companies going woke. Companies just completely, my gosh, Disney. Whew. Mobile companies are no exception. For years, they've taken millions of dollars and pumped them into leftist causes. And, you know, we just kind of took it because pretty much felt like we had to. What's the alternative? What do you got? Not have a cell phone? I highly recommend it, by the way. The good news is there is another choice. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area and you get it without the leftist propaganda. In fact, when you make the switch to Patriot Mobile, you're letting the world know that you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of human life, the Second Amendment, the military, veterans, first responder heroes. Heck, I'm going to go out on a limb and say all of the amendments. Well, except for maybe the one of the, the tax. Yeah, and women's right to vote, but patriotmobile.com slash Beck. That's patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Beck. Patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad that you're here. We have Christopher Rufo joining us in just a few minutes. Um, the cultural revolution that is happening in America, he really boils it down. Um, and, uh, we're going to talk to him about his, uh, about his new book and everything that he is, uh, everything that he has done. He is really a warrior out there. We're gra- very grateful for Christopher Rufo. Um, we were just talking about the movies that came out this weekend. Number one was Barbie. And I, I haven't seen 
the Barbie movie. Um, I, I just can't believe that there's not a woke message in it, but maybe there's not. Maybe it's just fun. Um, then Oppenheimer was number two. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that and was followed- probably if it was the same. If it was the same length, it, it might have, because it wasn't very far behind, was it? Uh, it's 155 million to 80.5 million. So it was a ways, like oh, 70 okay. million behind. Yeah, right. But far yeah. less th- less theaters, and it's an hour longer. So you get a lot less showings. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Sound of Freedom, still third. Is that amazing? Uh, made 20 million for the weekend. That it's is up incredible. to almost 125 million since it came out. That's unbelievable. And what's great about that is. Disney sat on this movie for five years, refusing to release it. Now, their last seven movies, I, I saw think it, it is, they've lost almost I a billion it. dollars. Yeah. I saw this movie uh, five years ago when it was just oh, getting the final color adjustment uh, and was about to be locked, and it was supposed to be... Um, it was supposed to be released right after that. And then the company that owned it, I can't remember, maybe Sony or somebody, they sold it or they merged with Disney and that was part of the package and Mm. they sat on it. They didn't do anything. And why? It's clearly a very good movie. Mm -hmm. You might hate uh, Jim Caviezel if you're on the extreme left, but still there's nobody that saw this. I think that this is... I think this is the pedophile agenda. What you saw come out from mm-hmm. Hollywood reporters and everybody else that, you know, this just this, this isn't prostitution. You know, a lot of these kids, you know, they're that's that's they don't want to be taken off the streets. They, you know, some kids are born to be prostitutes. <laughs> uh, no, that's yeah. the only reason I can think of why Disney would have sat on it, that there's just too many people there. That are Bizarre. offended by Jim Caviezel mm-hmm. and uh, and think that this is not a real issue. <laughs> and there's there's two Disney me. projects that are in the top ten: Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, which is at 159 million so far. It cost 400 million to make and promote. 400 Jeez. million. Uh, that's going to be one of the biggest money losers of all time. And then you have Elemental. Which cost the budget alone was two hundred million. Then you add another fifty to a hundred million on top of that, and it's only brought in one hundred thirty-seven million. So they are losing money hand over fist. It just shows their agenda is the most important thing to them. They don't they don't care. And that Caviezel movie that cost what I fourteen think seventeen million to make fourteen, 14 million. million. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, amazing. I mean, I, I helped raise the money. We were we were out, you know, oh, kicking yeah. cans and and going to rich people's houses, and then, I mean, I probably shouldn't admit to this, but then holding them by their ankles and shaking all the coins out of their pockets. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, that we and every single dime of that was you know really used well. Yeah, and look at it, look at it. I can't believe that it is beating Mission Impossible. <clears throat> Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Mission Impossible, uh, yeah. it's, it's beating it. It beat it over the weekend. And, I mean, it's a, I think it's a week uh, ahead of Mission Impossible. But its overall take is higher at $125 million to $118. That's astounding. That just doesn't happen. It, what, what is really amazing is look at the appetite 
uh, right yeah. now. Barbie, yeah. I can't comment on it. I'm just going to say it's just disappear fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oppenheimer, the truth on history. Uh, then the truth on good people going in and doing things. And then Mission Impossible, the mm-hmm. truth on what's coming the with Glenn computers. Program. I'm out here at the ranch, been shooting. Uh, I've been using Mantis X now for, I don't know, about a year. I think I started telling you about it here a few months, months ago. Um, I don't like using my ammunition. You know, it is so expensive. And you practice at the gun range, you've got to. So you can be good, good shot if you need to be a good shot. So I haven't shot probably with live ammo in a year and a half or two years. And I loaded up my SIG and uh, I have more bullets than anyone would ever need. Uh, I think there's 21 or 19. Anyway, first time I've had a gun and live fired at targets in uh, you know at least a year and a half. And I only missed two. That's a pretty good shot, uh, and I owe it to Mantis X. High-tech, easy-to-use system, wildly used now by the military. It will improve your shooting because it actually doesn't just tell you where you hit on the target. It shows you why you're missing. It shows you your, how you're squeezing the trigger, how you're pulling the gun down or side to side. Start improving today. Get a Mantis X. MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. I'm going to reintroduce you to one of the, I think, most important men in the country. A guy who has done more to save our country than many people that I could list. Um, he is, I think, a real hero. He's got a new book out, America's Major Institutions. They're run by the left. He has written the book, America's Cultural Revolution. Very important to read and listen to what he has to say here. Can it be stopped? Mr. Mr. Christopher Rufo joins us in 60 seconds. Sponsor of this half hour is Goldline. Historically, the value of gold and interest rates have had an inverse relationship. When interest rates go up, price of gold goes down and vice versa. The Fed hiking these rates 10 consecutive times in the past year. Gold should have gone down, but it hasn't. Why? Why is this doing the most aggressive rate hike since the 1980s? It's because central banks are buying up all the gold they can get a hold of all over the world. And that's propping up demand and keeping the price high. That and when the Fed stops raising rates or pivots and cuts rates, it stands to reason if gold prices have held up under extreme pressure like this, when that pressure eases, gold still will have plenty of room to run. 
because the dollar is going down. Goldline, great special this week on their fractional quarter ounce gold Mayflower coins. With every one quarter ounce gold Mayflower purchased, you're going to receive two of the silver Mind Your Business bars absolutely free. Get a little silver when you acquire gold today, only at Goldline. Call them. They're waiting for your call right now at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. I don't want you to do anything you don't understand, but do your own homework. Stop listening to all the so-called experts. Do your own homework. Read as much as you can. Pray on it and find out if it's right for you. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Christopher, how are you, sir? Doing very well. How are you? I'm I'm so happy for your success and so happy uh, for all of the things you've done. Uh, so few people have done as much as you have. So congratulations and thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, America's Cultural Revolution. Tell me what your your push is here in the book. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, America's Culture Revolution. It's my new book. It opened at as the number one bestseller on Amazon last week. And I think it's doing battle with your new book on the uh, bestseller charts currently. But the basic story is this. It it traces the 50 year history of the radical left's long march to the institutions, beginning in the Marxist Leninist revolutionary movements of the late 1960s, um, going through academia, going through the K through 12 school system weaving its way into the DEI departments and major corporations, and finally coming to full fruition in that turbulent summer of George Floyd in 2020, when I think many Americans finally understood uh, that the left had really seized all of those cultural institutions that matter. I explain exactly where it comes from, exactly how the ideology works, and most importantly, exactly how it's attained power so that conservatives can start understanding how to formulate a, a solution. So can you give me those three points um, in the time that we have, kind of summarize? Yeah, absolutely. And and the book is divided into the theory of revolution, the theory of of race and how that uh, is used to gain power, Um, education, so pedagogy, meaning uh, how kids are taught. And so this is something that the left has thought very deeply about. They have thousands of activists fanned out across the country Uh, trying to figure out how to make your kids uh, think in the same ways that they do. And and then finally, uh, the the last section of the book is about power. So a lot of conservatives feel that we can simply win the intellectual debate, that politics is an Oxford debating society. And if you have the better Mm -hmm. points, you have the better arguments, you have the better facts, you win. But I show that that's actually not always true. I wish it were true. But in the real world, the left attains power in many cases, no matter how bad their ideas are. So I outline exactly what they do, how their political practice works. Um, And and I think that this is really new territory for a lot of conservatives, even very uh, literate conservatives who love to read about the history of ideas. Um, This is about how ideas gain power. And that's that's what I try to do in the book. So how do what what is it the main thing that you think conservatives don't understand about defeating this or or dealing with this power? I think the main thing conservatives don't understand is that um, institutional power requires the governance of institutions and institutions are not governed by uh, uh, the the laws in the books, the policies in the training manual, although those are important. 
you actually have to have your people staffing those institutions. And so if you look at K through 12 schools, for example, the radical left, I mean, really, truly the neo-Marxist left controls all of the graduate schools of education that train our K through 12 mm -hmm. teachers. Um, they're teaching Paulo Freire's Marxist theory. They're teaching critical race theory and conservatives, if they wanted to have an influence to the same degree on, in, on K through 12 education, would have to actually have to get conservative graduate school students, conservative professors, conservative administrators. And it seems that conservatives have been content to uh, occupy themselves with their own family, their own churches, their own businesses, perhaps. But they've ceded the active governance of cultural institutions to people who hate them. And, and all of a sudden they're waking up and thinking, wait a minute, we have to either recapture these institutions or we have to build alternatives. And my argument at the end of the book is, of course, we have to do uh, some of both. So, Christopher, you know, when we were hit by um, Al Qaeda, the country was asking, what do they hate us? Why do they hate us so much? And people say, well, because of our freedom. I, I didn't think that was it. I think it's because we engaged in uh, some really dark stuff all around the world. And we are not who we say we are um, many times, especially in the Middle East. But why do these people hate us so much? Uh, you know, I think that in the immediate term, they, they, they view can the average conservative family or conservative citizen as an impediment to their utopia. And so what I found so fascinating in, in the book is that all of these revolutionary figures from the 60s who've really laid out the, 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 the groundwork for what we see today were genuine believers in the utopia. They had an idealistic uh, temperament in most cases, but in all cases, it grew sour. They grew disillusioned. They grew angry. They grew resentful. And so you can see this emotional arc. And I think that's where really the modern left begins. It's, it's a, it's a group of people who oftentimes are, are very smart, they're very idealistic, but they're very frustrated at what they see around them. And it turns into a kind of resentment towards people who are viewed as, as either successful, but also people who are viewed simply as average, middle class, content with their lives, occupied with their local communities. Um, these are uh, barriers to their revolution. And so they, they, they want to, um, uh, first and foremost, change the system of government to, to take power over them, but also even take power over their kids by changing how kids learn and, and really fomenting revolt of the child against the parent. And that's what we see as the key symbol throughout this revolution. I mean, this is truly a, a revolt of, of children against their parents, symbolically, archetypally, and then also in many cases, quite literally. If you were sitting in a map room and you came in and we were losing the war and I'm Churchill and I said, cross the road, what do we do? What, what would be your plan of attack? What, what do we need to do? And what are the odds that it works at this point? I think that there are uh, really a, a few key strategies that I would recommend. First, I would recommend reforming American civil rights law, which is often used to force these left-wing ideologies well beyond the bounds of colorblind equality. And so I would go in, I would have executive orders lined up, legislation, trying to get some cases before the Supreme Court to, to restrain the civil rights bureaucracy so that it can't force, you know, diversity trainings and CRT trainings, but actually just ensures that Americans are treated equally. Second, I would get, as we've done now in seven states, universal school choice 
so that parents can take their taxpayer dollars out of the public school system and into any other school of their choice. That's going to shift you know, billions of dollars and resources towards creating alternative schools, religious schools, private schools, other kinds of schools, home schools, where conservatives can start to have institutions that reflect their values they can invest. And then third, I think we need strong action from state legislatures. Governor DeSantis has started this in Florida of, of retaking some, some of the administration in public universities. And, and I have a personal goal, Glenn, of, uh, of reforming uh, state uh, higher education policy to recruit 1,000 conservative professors in the next 10 years. And I think even a, a, thousand, uh, a, a thousand academics that are aligned with us, that create materials, uh, and, and research and scholarship, that's going to be enough of a counterbalance at the beginning to, to reshape the dynamics within academia. How are you going to get that through? I mean, especially, I mean, just, just talk about school choice, universal school choice. Even in Texas, they refuse that because the Republicans in many states that are wildly red they are still beholden to the teachers unions and they are, those teachers unions are so powerful. Well, there's a way to do it. And I think Arizona governor Doug Ducey, um, who actually had the first universal school choice bill passed through his state legislature, the first one in the country, you know, he, he, he told me something quite interesting. He said, Hey, we had the same problem in Arizona, rural Republicans uh, were, were hesitant to do this. They didn't want the, their Friday night lights football um, uh, impacted. So he made a deal where he essentially horse traded. He said, Hey, look, we'll increase public school funding by a billion dollars. You're going to get a ton of money from the legislature to invest in your public schools, your athletic programs. But in exchange, we want to give everyone a way out. And now a billion dollars a year approximately has been taken by parents and then invested into school alternatives. This is within just two, two years of this program. And so, um, you have to go and do the old school backroom uh, political, you know, cigars in the backroom horse trading. And sometimes you have to write a big check to get those few Republicans that are beholden to the teachers union, overwhelm them, sweeten the deal, do whatever it takes, because long term, um, this is more important than any short term budgetary outlay. So our institutions have been so overtaken by um uh, the ESG culprits that Budweiser doesn't seem to care at all that it's just destroyed itself. Disney doesn't seem to care that it's destroyed itself. And I think Disney is a, they're not really being forced from the outside. They're gone from the soul. Um, but all of these uh, ESG companies now, is there a way to turn that around? I think there is. I think if you look at ESG, you have to think of it as a kind of parallel civil rights bureaucracy that is uh, organized by cartels and, and uh, yes. you know, kind of corporate cartels. Right. And so just like with the civil rights law in, in the United States, which uh, which needs significant reforms. Um, and, and the answer is quite simple. It's you have to get the people through their elected legislators uh, creating general laws that, that govern the, the republic and so we need a revival in the legislative uh, capacity and creativity and, and, and commitment. And you can simply say in the United States, the law is that corporations that are chartered by the state, you know, you actually, the com companies are chartered, um, 
they have to be uh, uh, prioritized, uh, return on investment. Uh, the goal of a, in a capitalist economy is, is to maximize profits. Um, and then these specific facets of, of ESG style investing are political ideology, political activism, um, and, and, and it is restricted for uh, public, publicly traded companies. If you want to have a small business and you want to have a you know, communist bake shop and, and not charge anyone any money, that's fine. But if you are a, a multinational company, you have pension funds investing in you, you're listed on the stock exchange, um, I think legislators are well within their right to shut down uh, uh, policies, r- really kind of cartel-like policies like ESG. Yes. Christopher, what was the biggest thing uh, since you started this whole thing? What, what is the most shocking thing you found? Something you're just you, still today, you're like, I can't, I can't believe this. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you something from the process of writing this book that, that, that still shocks me. is I spent a lot of time digging into the archives and reading the revolutionary pamphlets and manifestos from the late 1960s from the Black Panther Party, the Communist Party USA, the Black Liberation Army, the Weather Underground. And, and, and these are documents that really haven't been read in many, many years. And what I found was, that was so shocking was that all of the concepts, all of the phrases, even many of the arguments that I've been seeing the last couple of years in K through 12 school curricula in the kind of critical race theory uh, world resemble to a T the ideas, the concepts, even the exact phrases that I found in those revolutionary manifestos. And so you have this immensely shocking uh, um, translation trail from the, I mean, I mean, it's really from the fringes. These were people who wanted to overthrow the government by force. And now their ideas are in your child's kindergarten classroom. I mean, that that to me is just a, a shocking demonstration of their own triumph. Uh, I have many of the old professors from Chicago, um, uh, their libraries after they died. A friend of mine would go in and, and gather the libraries and sell some of the books and all of the radical stuff, including handwritten notes and papers inside of these books. I probably have the largest library now of these kinds of radicals from the 60s and 70s. Uh, you're more than welcome to peruse through it if it would ever help you, Christopher. Oh, that'd be amazing. I, I'd love to do it because, look, as you know, and as a collector of this, you have to understand what we're dealing with today. You have to yep. understand where it comes from. I mean, if you don't understand where it comes from, you're operating blind. And so the goal of the book is to do that, is to show conservatives from conservative parents all the way to conservative uh, policymakers. Um, this is what you're up against. These, this is how they operate. And this is how to defeat them. Christopher, I'd love to have you on again, maybe even a podcast, uh, just to talk about your book, because we have so much to discuss, and, uh, and, and, uh, and you have a lot to teach. Christopher Rufo, the name of the book is America's Cultural Revolution. America's Cultural Revolution. It is available wherever you get your books now. Christopher Rufo, thank you. Back in just a minute. Thank you. Let me tell you about Good Ranchers. Here's, uh, here's what I would like you to do for a, min- for a minute, if you have just a couple of minutes. Get on your phone or your computer and go to GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you have a napkin or a shirt sleeve or something because you're going to wipe the drool from your face because it is really yummy steaks, really great beef. This is not the amateur garbage out of the grocery store. This is superior quality, all-American meat selection that is going to change your whole day. 
It is really, really good beef, chicken, uh, even fish. And it all comes from America. 85% of our grass-fed beef imported for overseas. Why? Why? I'm looking at my cows walking up the hill right now. Why are we importing it from China? We've got to support our ranchers. We've got to support the people here in America, the local farms and ranches. So buy your meat from GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK. You get $30 off any buck. And with Good Ranchers, you can feel good about the 100% American locally sourced meat that you're putting on the grill. And uh, you will also lock in your price. So as the meat goes up in uh, the grocery store, your meat remains the same price because you've locked it in at GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. You'll save $30 off. It's GoodRanchers.com. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. I'm up here in the state of uh, Idaho, where our Standing Rock Ranch is. Uh, Republican Idaho lawmakers are urging the state's publicly funded libraries to cut ties with the Marxist-led American Library Association. The Idaho Freedom Caucus, a group of 13 Republican legislators, uh, legislators who, by the way, I know them, I love them, I wish there were more of them. They issued a statement this week uh, blasting the nation's largest library association for hiring a new president who describes herself as a Marxist lesbian. Nothing wrong with you being a Marxist. Nothing wrong with you being a lesbian. But a Marxist lesbian running the library may not necessarily be the librarian for this community or state. I'm just saying. Although we do have a Moscow, Idaho. I know if you know that. Um, they, are, uh, they say uh, Idaho's Commission for Libraries has to withdraw our oath of office and resulting duty to the Constitution forbids association with an organization led by a Marxist. Ay, 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 ay. Um, you know, I don't have a problem with everything being in the library. Do you, Pat? Uh, no. I think everything should be no. in the library. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. However, you know, in the old days, we would put beads up in that special room, and yeah. kids didn't go into it. Um, right. You know, I, I, I'm never for burning books or getting rid of any books. I think I should be able to go to the library and look up anything that I want. However, where it's placed, what section, just because it was written for kids doesn't mean it's appropriate for kids. And Marxist books should be available in the library. But I want to make sure that also all the books that fight against Marxism and talk against Marxism are right side by side. The Glenn Beck Program. So there's too much negativity uh, right now. Let me give you something positive. Buying and selling a home is a hassle. I know I'm going to get to positive. So if you're about to do either or both, or, or both, you might now feel like a huge mountain of responsibility is resting firmly on your shoulders. Glenn, you said that it was going to be positive. I am. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Don't go for a roll of the dice. You could get one, you roll the dice, it's really, really great. You could get Lenny from across the street who's, you know, between shifts. He used his cell phone kiosk down at the mall 
to you know put up a picture of your house there is a service now that will pair you with not only a good agent but the best real estate agent we can find in your area someone who's a team builder who gets the job done done right somebody that understands marketing realestateagentsitrust.com go there now realestateagentsitrust.com you're buying or selling a house across the street or across the country realestateagentsitrust.com should be your first stop gonna be good uh sam altman is uh, trying to establish a world global id where everybody's iris is scanned mm. uh and several of his his products uh lead to establishing uh universal basic income uh this is a another step to that uh He's already called for government regulation of AI, and Congress is listening to him. So hopefully we can all soon have our eyes scanned. There, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with, uh, with that? Um, Pat, I read a story, uh, and I think it was about the women's soccer uh, league that mm. was begging for tickets, sales. Yeah, you know, please do the right thing and buy tickets to our— Yeah, to the World like, Cup, well, the women's World Cup. Yeah, because it's a moral obligation that you attend these matches. I I don't know if you're aware of that. You should be, obviously. But please do the right thing. I didn't get the update. Uh, So when they said do the right thing, I was like, huh, really? Uh, For for me, the right thing is not to go. hmm. Um, Seriously? Were you in Sunday school last week or yesterday? Or at any time in the last uh, 20 years where they talk about it half the time? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well. Sorry you know, about that. The problem is they gave the women, I think, the, essentially the same deal as men, that they get $30,000 just for showing up. So each participant gets $30,000. So if they don't sell these tickets, they're going to be in trouble because they made this huge deal. And this is what we talk about Who's all the time. Yeah, there's, there's no revenue in it. There's at least not the men's side kind of revenue. So Do they have... Do they have any former men on the team? <laughs> I Do the right thing. Think some get trans women. Yeah, that's what they need. Yeah, that, that's what they need. Yeah, that is absolutely what they need. But of course, um, I don't uh, know if the follow- U.S. soccer team, the women, once again, uh, acted like they hate America. Most of them didn't have their hand over the heart when the national anthem played. They wouldn't sing the national anthem. So they're getting a little flack. It's just hard to root for them because they seem so anti-American, you know, and either they're kneeling yeah, or they're, they're and disrespecting angry. and they're angry. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. I, I, you know, I live in a house with, uh, with three women. I, 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 you know, I got enough angry women uh right that i don't understand <laughs> right. you know so yeah anyway um do you see that uh miss i think it's miss norway or miss norwegian or something um netherlands uh, the it, trans yeah is a man yeah yeah is a man yep uh and then miss miss italy pageant has banned transgender contestants from taking part uh quote lately Beauty contests have been trying to make the news by also using strategies that I think are a bit absurd. Um, according to 
uh, Miss uh, Miss Italy official patron. Um, Miss Italia, on the other hand, will not jump on the glittery bandwagon of trans activism. Since it was mm. born, my competition has foreseen its regulation, the clarification according to which one must be a woman from birth. Probably because even then it was foreseen that beauty could undergo modifications or that women could undergo modifications or that men could become women. So, no, you have to be a woman from birth. And I would say she was even being really lenient there because she said, or that men could become women. No, no, no. they can't. Mm-mm. No, they can't. You know, it's, but, uh, you know, it's bad in this country when Europe is leading the way toward common sense. Isn't it? I mean, oh my gosh, you believe yes. that? It always used to be, well, in Europe, in Europe, they're much more enlightened. In Europe, they're not Pollyanna. In Europe. Europe, I think, went so far left that now they're swinging the other way. The pendulum is going back the other way, like we've talked about a million times. And uh, I, we're just not quite there yet, I guess, in America. Well, well, let me give you this. Let me give you this. Uh, woke researchers from Harvard uh, were upset. They were upset. They were uh, they were doing some research on uh, on STEM and and uh, trans uh, surgery and stuff, and they were taking a survey, and it was to assess the representation of transgender and gender nonconforming undergrads in science, technology, engineering, and math fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they found was uh, a lot of people did not take that seriously. Um, the researchers would interview people. The five woke researchers have written a paper now uh, arguing that the responses they receive are proof that fascist ideologies are living inside the House of Engineering and Computing Science. Uh, They asked 723 people. Only 299 were considered valid. 50 or 15 percent were classified as malicious. Uh, and they are claiming injury. In fact, quote, the malicious words and slurs directed towards our research team had a profound impact on our morale and our mental health. Oh, no. no, And time had to be taken off the project to heal from oh. the traumatic harm. Don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, my oh, no. gosh. <laughs> oh. So people were asked about their gender, and Mm -hmm. um, apparently many respondents identified as attack helicopters. Um, So, um, (laughs) you know, uh, Mm -hmm. I was an Apache tech uh, attack helicopter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And uh, and they they didn't they didn't like that. Um, Some of the responses I identify as a gift card. (laughs) I am an Apache attack helicopter. I am a cisgender lizard king. I am a human being. I'm an effing white male. I'm a V-22 Osprey. (laughs) Uh, Did you just ask for my gender? I'm an X-16 fighter jet. I'm a a pansexual attack helicopter. I'm a non-cookie-cutter cis-furry dragonkin. Don't judge me. I'm a quasi-demi-pony... Bank Eye released state queer copter with a hint <laughs> of something I can't say. Uh, I am a lesbian and a homosexual upside down frappuccino cake. 
Oh. I'm just here to get the gift card. So Jeez. there you go. Yeah, it's nice to see that people are uh, uh, showing the absurdity of this. That you, uh, yeah, a little bit done. Yeah. A little bit done, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, remember, the United States government and nobody has any intention of reducing, you know, your gas stoves or anything like that, except they did put all kinds of legislation in to reduce the use of gas stoves. Now, the Biden administration is pushing a proposal to ban the sale of almost all portable gas generators, which some experts say would be disastrous uh, for people who rely on generators. Uh, the U.S. Consumer Product Related uh, uh, or Safety Commission has proposed a policy that would remove all existing portable gas generators from the market. The new uh, the new rule restricts the amount of carbon monoxide that generators can emit by forcing these generators to switch off when they reach a certain level of emission. So, sorry, you're running your house to keep your kids warm. Sorry. Too much carbon monoxide. Smaller gas generators would have to cut carbon monoxide emissions by 50%. Larger generators need to cut emissions by 95%. None of the current models would be in compliance with the new law. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's only a gas generator and your gas stove. Oh, and a new proposal for water heater efficiency standards. Friday, he released this. Um, the Department of Energy claims the new water heater standards will curb carbon dioxide emissions to save Americans billions in the long term. The proposed rules are the latest advancement of the Biden administration's wider push to regulate household appliances in pursuit of climate change. Is anybody mm. excited about this? So far, because I think this is going really well. And then there was this. President Joe Biden announced that he has completed his final certification of the files to be released regarding the John F. Kennedy assassination. Hmm. The National Archives has already released thousands of confidential documents related to the November 1963 assassination. The documents include information from the CIA, FBI, State Department agencies, blah, 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 blah. One of the newly released documents revealed the name of the CIA official who intercepted Oswald's mail in the month before JFK's killing. It turns out that this man, Efron, had a UFO encounter in 1955 while he was on a train journey through the Soviet Union with Senator Richard Russell. Uh, they saw what a CIA report called two flying saucers, though skeptics later argued that they were Soviet aircraft. Russell was among the Warren Commission members who interviewed uh, Marina Oswald his wife, in 1964. Conspiracy theorists now see a connection between Efron and the Kennedy assassination and wonder if he knew more than he let on. They also hope mm. a bipartisan bill to declassify UFO records will reveal more about the government's knowledge and involvement with UFOs. <sighs> Quote, people say there's nothing significant in these files. Bingo. Here's the guy who was reading Oswald's mail. They failed to share that. 
and his experience with UFOs, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to think it's suspicious. I actually mm. think you do. Uh, just just a little <laughs> bit. Um, just a just a you know, just a healthy you know dose of mm, yeah. I think you 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 do have to be. Mm-hmm. I am convinced more than ever that all of this UFO talk is done by the government. You know, Chuck Grassley is leading this. I want the mm-hmm. UFOs out. I want all the information. Not Chuck Grassley. Uh, uh, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer yes. is saying that. Well, yeah. Since when did Chuck Schumer care about this? Never. Or all the people in New York going, you know, I got to tell you, our city's burning down to the ground. The state's a total mess. But gosh, Chuck, could you please pay attention to that UFO thing? Yeah. Come it's a on. Distraction. It's it, a distraction. It's watch what the other hand is doing. Or yeah. don't watch what the other hand's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, all you have to do, distraction mm-hmm. against what? Oh, I don't know. Uh, taking out the water heater in your home, mm-hmm. uh, the gas-powered generators, uh, the gas stove, uh, any of the wokeness stuff. I mean, how bad I the economy know. is. It goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. How bad the war is. Mm. How bad the war is, and how close we're getting. All right, back in just a minute. First, may I just share this? message it's from lifelock sure sure i like it when somebody comes in and takes all of my information and then uses it online and discredits me my family makes it so i can't get a loan i mean sure Hmm. sometimes it's the esg police but sometimes it's not the police at all and nobody can stop all of it Hmm. so i'm with bill gates We just kill all the mosquitoes. And if we kill all the mosquitoes, eventually everything dies because you just can't do that. But the other option is LifeLock. Your security from people who want to rob you is really important. And nobody, nobody understands this more than the people at LifeLock. It's also really important to realize there are measures you can take to keep from from it happening to you. And it doesn't take a ton of money and a a hassle. And it will once, oh, the mosquitoes didn't work and now all of your information's stolen. Mm Mm-hmm, I get it. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions, but the best in the business, in my opinion, is LifeLock by Norton. Join now, save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now, lifelock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, my goodness. Uh, So there is a 28 page uh, paper out there. Uh, The Bulletin of Applied Transgender Studies uh, has uh, printed it. It is. uh, Oh, it's an it's an interview, a questionnaire uh, about transgender undergraduate engineering and computer computer science student experiences. And I gave you some of the responses a minute ago, but. 
When asked about their disabilities, these Harvard scientists, uh, you know, supposedly, uh, they, they make these calls to all these students. And uh, when they were asked about uh, race, the responses were, I'm an ethnic gift card. My skin color is not important. I'm an Afro Klingon. I'm an AH-64 Apache. I'm a Republican. Come on, man. These questions are stupid. Uh, I'm a, Sw- a Swedish Muslim, Native American Elizabeth Warren. I'm a cracker. I'm a colored native mix. Uh, I was born white, but I spent a lot of time in the sun, so I identify as a light-skinned black male. Uh. Uh, actually, my skin is blue. I think I might be a Smurf. <laughs> um, when asked if they had any disabilities, mm. I don't have enough gift cards. My country is run by communists. I love that one. Um, yeah, my disability being 2.86 white, uh, pedophilia, gender dysphoria, thinking I'm a man, I'm not a man being trans. Yeah. Disability. I'm a tranny. Uh, I'm mentally retarded. I have hands where my feet are and my feet are where my hands are. Uh, disability, like all transgenders, my disability is the inability to come to terms with biological reality madness essentially wow wow these are undergraduates in the stem program in colleges today this is not going to go well uh people are really starting to get sick of all of it and apparently unafraid to speak out we will report again in a couple of weeks after we see the medical results of all of the scientists that had to put up with these kinds of remarks on the phone they were severely severely damaged (laughs) and they're in mental health institutions now just for some rest